Welcome to Delera Talks, the business English communication podcast for non-native professionals. My name is Paula, and I am co-hosting this show with Simon. In this podcast, we're going to be covering communication advice and tips to help express yourself with confidence in English and professional settings. So we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Talera Talks. My name is Simon, and wherever you are, as always, I hope you are doing well. I am joined today by Paula, actually on the other side of the Atlantic today,、uh, in my home state of Florida. Paula, what are you doing over there? Hi, Simon. Yeah, I'm so happy to be back here. I hadn't been to Florida for like ten years. I used to live here. And I'm back visiting some friends.、So, yeah, very exciting. Are the, are the alligators still biting over there?、Um, I hope not around here. I haven't seen <laughs> any yet. Just got just got here two days ago. But、uh, yeah, <laughs> how are you doing today? Well, well I'm doing I'm doing、uh, great. You know, it is close to the summer. We are very close here in Denmark, so everybody is very excited.、Um, but yeah, no, doing doing great. We are all, I think, busy as always, and、uh, and you are working on something that's very exciting over in the states for just a little bit, cooking up something exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about it? We talked a little bit about it before, but tell us a little bit about it. Yeah. So actually, the reason、um, on this side of the Atlantic is because I I went to New York. I met with、um, with the team with the Talera team, and we are working on a new product, and that is self paced courses. So that means that apart from all the other products that we have, like one on one sessions and group courses and workshops and all these ways in which people people can learn, we are creating this system where you can learn at your own pace.、Uh, you get instant feedback. You can learn all of these topics. And actually, the first course that we're rolling out is email,、um, business email, so email writing and how to write effective emails in English. So that's what brings us to the topic of today. Yeah, and that's so exciting. I mean, I know for myself, just kind of watching from afar, it's like. I can't wait to see what it looks like. Everything, like the little glimpses I've seen so far, everything is is so cool,、um, and it's you know a really cool option for a lot of people out there that you know if they're not able to do one on ones or they're not in a, a big company that that can you know get them into a group session or something like that. That everybody like we're trying to make you know just like the podcast is possible for everybody that you know. Everybody can 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 get to a, a group course or to a, a self paced learning course and and do this and I just think it's it's very cool you know like we're creating this ecosystem of communication training where like you said it before Paula like you can come to Talera and walk away you know a communication expert which that's I mean that's awesome that's awesome.、Um, Yeah, and yeah,、are. that brings us to brings us to business email writing, which is something that we. We just always talk about. We always hear about,、um, and yeah, I mean, where do we even start with with business email writing? Well, I feel we we could go on、uh, on and on forever talking about business emails, but I think for today, because I mean, I cannot even. I don't know how we've been a whole year doing the podcast over a year, and we haven't even. Done a single episode、yeah. of email writing, <laughs> one of our most popular topics, and I think we can start a really good start, and we'll do more if if people are interested. 
but we can address the two main challenges that people have, I think, among our students, you mean, who, I mean, who are non-native English speakers, but I've seen this with also native yeah. And oh, the, first yeah. one, the first one is, and let me know what you think, Simon, email structure. Right, it, right. I, you know, this goes back to the point, like I always say, we are not necessarily in the business of making someone the best English speaker in the world. It's about making someone a really, really good English communicator, right? And just like you said, I know so many people who English is their first language. And I, I have a really tough time understanding what they're saying or how they're communicating. I mean, you've seen, there's so many examples If you just Google, you know, bad emails, you'll see so many examples of just emails where I'm like, what in the world is going on? Right. And, and that first thing, that structure is so important um, because structures are also, yeah, it's, it's very different, I think, in, in a lot of places, but there is a standard kind of structure that you can have. And you have a great kind of rundown of how, how we should think about the structure of an email. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. So we, we try to break it down into very actionable steps because the structure goes beyond the, hi, Anna, I hope you're doing well. And then here's a right. chunk of text that's super unstructured. And then let me know if you have any questions. Bye. Yeah. It goes right. way beyond that. And we created this technique that we call the house technique for, for business emails. And that's, it's exactly how you should build your email, how you would build a house. And instead of starting with the decorations, like who would start a house by adding some plants, right? You first right. do the walls. Then once you have the walls, then you do the furniture and then you do the decorations and not the other way around. Right. I don't right. know if that's making any sense at the moment. <laughs> no, it makes total sense. My question is, yeah, what are the walls and the foundation and all of this? Because, mm -hmm. I mean, this is maybe just the way my brain works, but I, I really like having a kind of a list or a structure of I need to do steps one, two, three, and four. And then I just make that into a habit and then it becomes very easy. And that's what I've taught to a lot of my students as well is just get this basic house structure and turn it into a habit. And then you're, the time that you spend on writing emails goes from, I mean, 20, 25 minutes on one email, which is you know crazy to think about spending that much time to five minutes right and and we can really we can do that with this house technique so let's let's get into it what what do we do uh with the house structure yeah so first we start with a stable base those are the walls and the walls are two basics first is why are you writing and what next those mm -hmm. are the walls that's if they if they don't have time to read anything else those two should be super clear why are you writing and what next mm -hmm. so that's that at least mm -hmm. we have the basics then we can start adding the furniture that's the supporting information so you know it is necessary but it's also secondary right not the reason of your email is not what what's next but sometimes you do need additional information like an attachment or um, specifying the points that you would like to cover in the meeting. Yeah. So on and so forth. And then once you're done, then you can really add the decoration. Those are the formalities, the niceties. Um, you know, those are the finishing touches, touches to make your email look pretty and nice and polite. Mm 
like all the hello, thank you, please chat soon. And I look forward right. to hearing from you and all of that. Okay, so so I love the idea that at the core, right, at the center is the why and the what, right? Um, which it's, yeah, what, why are you writing? What do you need? <laughs> you know, and I think we've all read emails where we don't know, like, that's the first thing that I look for when I'm reading an email is, okay, because usually when I'm going through emails, it's a list of emails. And I just want to get through them, you know? So it's like when I click on an email, I'm like, okay, why is this person writing? What do they need? And and then I'm, okay, I'm going to the next one, right? Um, yeah. And the biggest mistake or the most common mistake that I always see is that people start the other way around. So, and it's, I, know, I understand that it's very tempting to start the other way around, to start yeah. uh, first with the formalities and then all, add all sorts of supporting information. And then lastly, you ask the question that you wanted to ask. Right. Like, I have to read through all of this to actually get to the point. Yeah. It's much more effective if you do it the other way around. Start with the was, that's the what, why you're writing and what next. And then yeah. you can add supporting information if they need to read more. And then you can be, you know, add yeah. all those decorations. And and so how do we do this? How do we how do we write the what or the why? Like, I mean, what's like a, a good kind of just first phrase that that I mean, would would you just be totally direct and add, like just say, I'm writing you because? Yeah, I mean, we usually do at the hi Simon, I hope you're well. That's totally yeah. fine. But then you can, some phrases for the walls are, I'm writing to you about our last meeting, or right. I'm reaching out because I wanted to get your thoughts on this project, or I wanted to let you know that our meeting tomorrow has been canceled. Right. So very direct, very straight yeah. to the point. Great. Great. And, and then, so it's it's the the why you're reading and then the what, what's the, how, how do we frame the what? So why could look so, again some something super straightforward something for example like please let me know if this works please yeah. let me know if you're available for a call tomorrow morning right. or please let me know if we can reschedule the meeting for next week right 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 great great so and i think as well you know sometimes it's not always going to be so simple of just you know hey this is why i'm writing this is what i need by. sometimes you'll you're going to need to explain something but so it's tempting in that situation to take some time to write out this like lengthy email explaining some big thing right do you think it's just even better to just give a couple bullet points or just say look i would love to jump on a call with you here are some times or, or what what do you think is the, the way to do it in, in that way well, I'll, I'll ask the question back to you. What do you prefer to read? Very long emails with all the information or just yeah. bullet points to know the basics and move on? That's, I mean, for me, it's always bullet points. Like, mm -hmm. you know, um, if there's a situation that I think it needs to go really in depth, then I think we just need to move to a call, you know? Yeah. And, I've, and I've done that a, a couple times where, Anytime it gets into this back and forth novel writing, it's, it, you know, life's too short, you know, <laughs> we got to just move it to a call and we can get, you know, we can get through a lot of this much quicker. So yeah, I, I'm totally with you. Um, and it, it goes both ways. Like one, you show respect for other people's time. I, I, there's this super famous quote that says, I, 
I'm sorry for sending you this long letter. I didn't have time to shorten it because it really mm. takes time to condense information. Yeah. It's much easier to just write a novel. So one, it shows respect. And the other one, and I even think even more importantly, is efficiency. If you want to make sure people read something, then don't write so much. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, I mean, for, for any of you listening, a great uh, source on this is Cal Newport, who does a lot of work on like productivity and and communication. And, and he talks a lot about how the introduction of emails and organizations was really like the death of productivity in, in organizations because people get into this loop of just sending e these huge emails back and forth, right? Um, so yeah, uh, so we have the house, right? That's that's a, a really important part for us. Um, you know, the the what and the why in the middle and then building out from there, right? So mm -hmm. so what do we do after the what and the why? What can we what can we build on with that? Then we need to, that's when we need to add the furniture and that's the supporting information. I usually recommend building a more of a minimalistic house rather mm -hmm. than a clocked one. So what are the basics? You need the sofa, you need the, the bed and that's, you know, pretty much it. What is the information that they really need to complete that next step? Yeah. And everything yeah. else you can tell them over a call or a, an right. attachment or an external link. So, so that supporting info, which can be like bullet points or, or what have you, is literally just to support if it's if it's really needed to support the the action that you're asking for, right? So, yeah, it's like, hey, could we have a more in depth discussion to talk about the changes in the HR department due to COVID nineteen? I'm available on Monday from ten to three, right? So that's like the the why, right? Um, but if there's like specific things that that person needs to prepare, then you can add in, you know, three questions. I want to focus on how we're dealing it with company culture, options to work from the office. How are we adapting our OKRs? Right. So, so then you're even specifying it, and that's that's really supporting the the why I'm writing, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly that. And then once you have that, you can wrap it up. You can put the nice little ribbon on top and have mm -hmm. all these. I hope you're well. It was so great to see you yesterday. Um, look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. Right. Yeah. And and actually one of the, and I know I've talked about this one before, but what, one of the sources I always give my students is the one that that you created about the the hundred email phrases. I mean, use that for, for different introductions and endings. I mean, it's, it's so bad. I, I think I could type, I hope you're well in my sleep by now that I, that just, I always start all of my emails with, I hope you're well, you know? Um, but yeah, definitely very helpful. Um, so we have the house technique. What else? What else? Yeah. So that was the main, the main concern that, that we've heard from students that how to structure an email correctly. Yeah. And the other thing is how do I find the balance between being professional but also not super professional because you want to sound natural and, and yeah. personal. Right. So that's, that's a bit of major concern. I don't know if you have any tips or where do we start? Where do we even start? Yeah. So this is a, this is an interesting one, right? Is, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that dear Mr. Whoever, I think that this is a bit outdated at this point, you know, mm -hmm. to be honest, I'll, 
I mean, unless I'm writing the president, uh, or or I'm, it's a very kind of crafted approach to something. Then I may use dear if I'm not if I'm not on the same level. And again, this can go into hierarchy, and this can go into culture, cross cultural. I think to be safe cross culturally, you can use dear Mister, dear Mrs. But again, you you know. A lot of times you don't want to gender uh, and use a Mr. or Mrs. So you can say, dear John, or and, and just use the first name. So I think if I had to, I just most often use hi, hi, Paula, hi, John, you know, and, and I don't think that that's unprofessional. What do you think? Yeah, I'm so glad you brought this up. I think it's it's definitely going in that direction. So business communication is getting more and more informal. Right. However, I think that is more the case. Well, it happens across the board, but it's more evident in the high-tech industry yeah. <laughs> and in the United States. Um, again, the trend is, is happening everywhere, but it's just yeah. much more visible in the States and the high-tech industry. Um, in Israel, they tend to be very informal as well. But I think if you go to Germany and to most parts in yeah. Asia, you still see that deer in there. Yeah. So one in right. doubt. Right. You can and that's what deer. I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And that's what I mean. Like, I think in most cross-cultural situations, I would use deer um, just to be yeah. safe. But do you... Would you use the Mr. and Mrs. and then last name or, or what would you use? No, I'm with you. I usually use first names. That's yeah. unless it's a very, very formal situation. But for general business, first name is usually usually a good idea. But what about if we're, we're working cross-culturally and we're going to be contacting uh a businessman in Japan that's at a higher level. I mean, I may then use the dear mister, right? Just in case, just for that hierarchical purpose. And I don't know. I mean, this is a, a sign of respect, I think. And, and you know, I wish we could give you the the clear cut rules, but I would say if, if you're, if you're concerned about it, then go the safe route. Um, if yeah. it is a hierarchical culture, right. But Otherwise, in most situations, you, I think you're fine with dear first name or especially in the U.S. high and then first name. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. But with all co- cross-cultural situations, we always encourage people to do some research and yeah. really see what's going on there. It's always safe to mirror the other person. So if they start using dear, then usually it's a good idea to use dear. And if right. then we move on to high, then you can move on to high. Usually it's a safe, it's safer to let them do that first. Yeah. I think this is the longest anybody has ever talked about writing high or dear in the first line of an email, but that's what we do. We're communication. So here we go. Um, yeah. And, and then, the, so after the higher dear, I use, I hope you're well. I mean, that's kind of what I use. What, what, what do you think? Do you think it's a bit, eh? It's a little overused. It's okay. I also write that as well, just because it's the easiest. I hope you're well. Uh, I hope you had a nice weekend. I hope all is well. I hope things are going great. That's usually the easiest. So yeah, usually if you've had any sort of contact prior to the email, it's a great to reference it. It was so nice to see you yesterday 
or yeah. great catching up earlier this morning. That's usually yeah. very nice. And it yeah, thanks, helps thanks build for rapport. the last week. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I, you can take that line as an opportunity to, yeah, like you said, build rapport. Um, yeah, I like that. Uh, sometimes, especially like the US, if you just jump directly into, hi, Christina, could we have a more in-depth discussion? You know what I mean? That can seem a bit too direct, right? So there yeah, are- I'm, there so are glad, I'm so glad you bring that up as well, because we have, we work with a lot of people from Israel and emails there tend to be super short. And by super short, I mean a line yeah. and, and Oftentimes they don't include any, any decorations, right? Any, I hope you're well and looking forward to seeing you and all that. And, and many of my students have told me, yeah, but I never say that. So I'm not going to say that. Yeah. And I always tell them, yeah, you don't really have to change who you are and how you communicate, but you have to understand that that is a really, really great way to set the tone and to get more people to buy into whatever you're trying to tell right. them. Right. Yeah. There are, there are differences in how we perceive it and what is, culturally you know normal even when it comes to email writing i mean it goes really there you know to that point um yeah yeah yeah, yeah. uh okay so we have the introductions um you know the titles now one point we did want to bring up was something that we see a lot is does Long sentences, complex sentences mean more professional, big words. Does that mean more professional? 100% no. That's what many people think. They think that using big words and long sentences is going to make them look more professional. But the reality is that you are much more influential when you use simple, straightforward, and short sentences. Right. And and you're much more professional because you get the point across and it's much more effective right so it's i mean it's exactly that it's it's really we kind of get put into our own head of what a professional email should look like and then you know whoever that poor person that you're sending this to is looking through their emails on monday morning and they're reading this thing and they're trying to like you know put three and five together and figure out what it was that you were writing really they just want simple short sentences right yeah, exactly. And I don't know if, it, if this has ever happened to you, but when I hear someone talk about complex things and, and I, I hear them explaining it in a very simple way that is so clear to everyone, that's when I'm thinking, wow, this person is really smart and not yeah. the other way around when they start using all this jargon and difficult words. Huh. Was that, okay, I'm totally mis going to misquote, but I, I'm pretty sure that was Einstein that said like, uh, you only truly understand something if you can uh, explain it to a nine-year-old and they can mm -hmm. understand, you know what I mean? Like, and that's when you know, okay, that you understand it. And and maybe it, it really sends a signal that you take that little extra time to think it through to make it a bit more simple and straightforward. That's it. Mm -hmm. Great, yes. great, great. Okay. Um, so yeah, we have the greeting. We talked about highs usually say for the high tech in the U.S., if you're not sure, then dear, uh, then it's much better to use simple, short sentences. It makes you look more professional. And also it's easier to bond with people when you right. use plain words. Right. Um, we're getting to the end of the email. What about the closing? What should, what's the a good practice? 
So I think when, when closing for me is always action items, like what's the next thing? I don't, I don't want to leave an email ambiguous. And by that, I don't, I don't want to leave an email kind of like where the person needs to be guessing what's the next move, right? It needs to be, I think something very clear, like, um, can we set a meeting for next week and then give your Calendly link or some dates and times, or, um, please let me know if this works for you, or can you provide some feedback, right? So it's very clear. What is the action item, right? Or even on the other side, I will follow up with you after our meeting next week, or I will do X, Y, and Z. So it needs to be an action item because ambiguity, I think when it comes to emails means it's a, it's a lot of missed time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's part of, that's part of the walls. And I definitely think that we, we should start with the walls and finish with the walls. Like why, yeah. what should happen next? Like what's this all about? So I'm hundred percent right. with you. And then, okay, so we have the, the next steps, right? That what's going to happen or what should happen. And that's it. Do we, do we just say bye and, and that's it? <laughs> um, yeah. So there's some different ways with that, right? How do we do that? If like using thanks, if you're asking for something, I mean, how do we, if we're just assuming they're going to do something, um, I, I usually end all of my emails with best and then Simon, you know, um, or yeah, you know, thanks for your help or, or what have you, but I'm not, if I'm asking for something in an email, I'm not going to say thanks for your help because in a way it just assumes that they are going to do the thing that I'm asking, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does make a lot of sense. I think with it, it's, it's an easy topic and a very difficult topic at the same time when we talk about yeah. signatures or like signups. And depending on who you ask, you're going to get a different answer. I would say warm regards is usually safe. Like yeah. Not many people are going to take it the wrong way. Um, and then being friendly is usually a very good idea. However, yeah. if the tone of the email was more negative than positive, then you have to be careful with the sign up because it can really look very sarcastic and a little bit passive aggressive. So cheers, for example, cheers is a very informal way of signing off. And you see that a lot in the the UK and in uh, Australia. It's a little bit less common elsewhere, but you can see it in informal settings. Now, if you are in the US and you've had a few emails back and forth and you were giving negative feedback in a very professional way, you know, you were saying, oh, next time uh, you do this, can you please help me do it this other way? Da, 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 and then cheers. That can be a little bit grating uh, in some contexts. Yeah, I think it is. Again, you're trying to kind of guess how the person's going to feel reading the email. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. Um, I don't know. I, I, I usually try to play it pretty safe. Like, yeah. Like what is the tone of the email? If, you know, it's like, if I, if I send an email where I really gave some bad nudes, I wouldn't at the end of the email say, you know, have a great weekend exclamation point, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you want to kind of keep it in line. Right. And, and warm regards, or regards is a, is a safe, you know, or, or best is a safe uh, kind of alternative, I think, to all of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. 
So it's a lot we covered, right? So what did we go through? I mean, we went through the house technique, right? Which is what exactly? Mm -hmm. We have the walls, the furniture, and the decoration. And that's the order in which we should write it. So we start with the walls. Why are you writing and what should happen next? Once you have that, think about the furniture that your house needs. And that is the essential information that the reader needs. And that could be the, the points that you want to cover for a meeting or instructions for the meeting point or for the project um, or assigning tasks. And then you can add all the decoration, the decorations and the nicer bits, especially yeah. if you're not if you're not so confident with emails, leave the nice parts for the end. Yeah. And write the important message first. So yeah, that's a bit the, the house technique. Yeah. And and we with those sentences, we want to remember that big words, long sentences doesn't equal professional of the year, right? It just <laughs> it makes it more difficult to get to the point of what you're trying to say, right? So really try to make it concise. That's the key word there is concise and clear. Um, yeah. And then as well, keeping it natural, but professional, there are the differences there, right? Deer is a safe one across cultures. Um, you know, high in, in the US and the first name, that's fine. Um, and then as well with our with our endings, how we're ending it with action items as part of the walls, like you said, but then also using kind of safe, general, warm regards, all the best, you know, um, that can, that can translate across. Um, there's so many, I think, resources here. And again, it's part of, I think, building the habit of it, starting with the, the what and the why, and then kind of going out from there. But again, if you're one of those people where we hear this all the time, you start an email and then it's 25 minutes later and you're like, oh my God, what did I just spend all this time doing? This is a good way to kind of get into that. Um, and Paula, yeah, I love the house technique. That's, I think that's so great. Um, we have some resources around this that people can use, right? Yes, we have a lot. We have a compilation of 150 email phrases uh, that I personally use all the time when I get caught up and like, I don't want to use, I hope you're well anymore. What else can yeah. I use? So we'll we'll drop that in the in the description. Um, we have this house technique explained with a lot of examples, um, and and we definitely have a lot more content that will be covered today. I just think this is such a good introduction to uh, show people how they can write faster emails in a more efficient and an effective way. Uh, but yeah, I'm so excited to talk about in future episodes about the use of emojis and how to actually write sentences that are more clear or yeah. the subject line. You know, there's so many things that I would love to talk about, but I, what do you think about leaving that for a different episode? Yeah. I think, again, that's a bit more of the, of the nice furniture and, and, and the dressing and everything like that, which we will get into. Um, but we have so many people ask us about emails and as part of our new upcoming self-paced learning course, email writing is going to be number one. And that's just, I think, hopefully going to save the world hours and hours of stress of, you know, trying to craft the perfect email. So yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, Paula, anything else uh, coming up that we should know about? Yeah, so we're right in the middle of our HR culture month. And um, we'll also drop the link in the description, but that's for mostly for HR professionals, for L&D professionals, and in general, for a lot of managers that 
really want to develop some of their leadership skills and also how to find themselves yeah. in this management uh, mess that sometimes can become. So yeah, again, we'll drop the link in the description. Uh, but if not, you can type Talera HR Culture Month and I'm sure people Awesome, will. Yeah. awesome. Well, great. Well, as always to all of our awesome listeners out there, and there's so many over 160 countries. I mean, you guys, the Talera, the Talera team, just all the place. I mean, it's just, it's it's so great to, uh, to see and, and to get your feedback. Remember to to write in to us if you have any ideas for things that you want to hear about. You know, we're here to help you to provide some value for you and making things better. So just send us any uh, feedback you have. That is it for today. Um, as always, keep learning. And that's all we have for you today. We hope you enjoyed it. And remember to subscribe to Talera Talks. We'll be back soon with more. And visit our website at talera.com for more valuable content on business English. You can also request a free consultation on the best ways for you and your team to improve your communication skills. So have a great day and keep learning.